This is The Playbook. Welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, David Meltzer. How's it going? Amazing. Even better now that I'm here with you two at this unbelievable place. Man, it's an honor to have you. Thanks for having me, man. What are we going to talk about today? Whatever you want. First quick story, I think, would be good of your journey. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, I always divide my journey into three different worlds. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first world, I say about half of the United States at least grows up in, and it's the world of not enough. Uh, not enough of anything. Single mom, six kids, driven to be rich so I could buy my mom a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only chance of being rich was either academics, which I was better suited for, and so were my five siblings, or athletics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I chose athletics, mm-hmm. uh, although uh, com- my unconscious competency was more relative to the academics they came a lot easier than what sports sport did, did you play? played football and baseball oh, okay. and then ended up pole vaulting as well in college oh, okay. wow. Um, wow. so I could run scared really fast <laughs> <laughs> but Damn. the main objective of all of it to me was to buy my mom that house mm-hmm. and car and I thought for sure because I grew up so happy with nothing mm-hmm. that if I had money you know all those times I catch my mom crying or stressed over money mm-hmm. would go away and so mm-hmm. I'd live in this unrealistic world of pure happiness that nothing would bother me Mm -hmm. and so everything I did was in the trajectory of making as much money as I could as fast as I could Mm -hmm. Um, and that world ended when I graduated law school Mm -hmm. uh, and decided I'd work in the internet despite my mom telling me the internet was a fad Mm -hmm. (laughs) it would never last which is important because I've lived through web one, web two, web 2.5 and three. And there's the exact same mindset mm-hmm. of For people. Every level. Of every level. It's the same shit. And it's like, look, the, pla- the, the platform is going to work. The technology is going to work. It's just that early on, 99% of the companies are going to fail. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, 99% of the companies in 1992 yeah. mm-hmm. are not here today. Right. But the internet is. The internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same thing will happen with Web3. So I moved from a world, I made my first million dollars out of law school in nine months. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, moved from what I call the world of not enough, being a victim, things happening to me, mm-hmm. why me, to this world of, just enough for me. And I thought I was like a super positive giving person because I would talk about everything happens for me. I'm, you know, blessed and I I give to receive and all the things that people thought, but that world's really dangerous Mm. um, because it leaves you empty and unfulfilled. Uh, It actually has a false facade of a confirmation that money does buy love or love and happiness because in the short term, when you have a lot of money and I was a multimillionaire mm-hmm. running Samsung's phone division in 99. So our exit in 95 was 3.4 billion. Mm-hmm. I ran the most notable uh, phone company, uh, Samsung. Mm-hmm. And what would happen was if I wasn't happy, I would use money mm-hmm to give that false facade. So Mm. I'd buy new things, different things, more things. Mm. I'd buy things to impress people. I'd buy things to impress people I didn't like, Mm. but that shit will only last long enough. And so in the world of just enough, it's a scarce world. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I ran Samsung phone division, Lee Steinberg hires me as his CEO, most notable sports agency in the world, did the movie Jerry Maguire. Mm -hmm. I meet Warren Moon, we start start a sports marketing company. Mm -hmm. I'm worth over a hundred million dollars and I have access to what billionaires don't have access to. Mm -hmm. So not only do I have a ton of money, beautiful wife, my dream girl, three kids, Mm -hmm. but I could go to anything. Sidelines at Super Bowl, the Grammys, the Emmys, the Oscars, 
with the coolest people supposedly in the world Mm -hmm. and that all came crashing down so I could learn to live not in the world of not enough not in the world of just enough but I lost over a hundred million dollars went bankrupt Mm. not just financially morally bankrupt Mm. you know in my own fulfilling bankruptcy and then over the last 17 years worked in a different faith Mm -hmm. in order to make it all back and to live in the world of more than enough and that's why i'm here today i want to teach the world how to live in the world of more than enough of everything for everyone wow wow so what what's more than enough what what does that mean in derived from what's your thank you for asking that Mm. you know because a lot of times people just assume what they think about more than enough <laughs> yeah, is what yeah. I think about it. And yeah. for me, most people live in a zero sum, sum game. They're constantly trading, negotiating, competing, mm. comparing, and there's just enough for, it's a zero sum. If, if I take from you, mm. then you're gonna have less and I'm gonna have more. Right. Mm. See, the world of more than enough says this, there's an infinite, mm. all-knowing, unified system of thought mm-hmm. that creates something bigger than you, mm-hmm that knows everything Mm. and it loves you more than your mom. So when Mm. we give, Mm. receive, or witness giving and receiving, we're adding value. So Mm. instead of a zero sum game of giving and taking, Mm. quid pro quo, negotiating and trading and comparing, I live in a world that there's value add to everything. Mm. There's value add when I give, Mm -hmm. there's value add when I receive, Mm -hmm. and there's value add when I witness it. And so I use time as a dependent variable to determine how much of my time do I realistically in life circumstances Mm -hmm. actually spend my life. And there's a difference between life and life circumstances. Too many people blur that line. They think their life circumstances is their life. Mm. I don't. My life is a value add life. Mm -hmm. And I know the life circumstances are going to interfere with that perception and that faith. So I'll say okay, I'm only going to spend minutes and moments with with a need to be offended or scared or worried or angry, resentful, you know, all the little things that we do to interfere with our true potential Mm -hmm. in the value add perspective Mm -hmm. that I have. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, by having that mindset, that heart set, that handset, somehow I'm still here 17 years later Mm -hmm. with more than enough of everything for everyone. And I can't believe that more people don't live in this world. Do you sit on the house uh, couch though, high, sick, broke, dreaming about what you want? No, no. you got to do, say, think, believe, and feel mm-hmm. every day as well to make Absolutely. it happen. Yeah. All right. So you believe in manifestation? With the context of you have to think, say, do, believe. You can't just put a vision board up and say, (laughs) I want a house. I hate those parties. Vision board parties, I just hate them. (laughs) Wait, there's parties? No, people have vision board parties. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I don't know what that means to them, but it's like... It's a first step party. Like, a vision board to me, see, there's a mathematical equation to my madness. Absolutely. And it goes like this. What you focus in on from that vision board. So Mm -hmm. I see a house in Del Mar like John Asaroff in The Secret. Mm -hmm. I see that house. That's the first step. Pay attention to what you want. But everyone ignores, especially at those parties, Mm -hmm. the second step, which is attention plus five levels of intention equals the coincidences, consequences, karma of your Mm -hmm. life. So what I say every day is, okay, this is what I want, a house in Del Mar. Mm -hmm. This is who can help me and who can I help. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to do everything I can today Mm -hmm. in the trajectory of that house or better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say everything today Mm -hmm. in the trajectory of that house or better. I'm going to think it Mm. better. 
I'm going to feel it, which is inspiration, yeah, right? And I'm going to believe it, mm. right. which is faith. Right. And within the context of those five things, now you got something I believe in. See, instead of people trying to get more, more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, I say I am because I'm part of this system, right? Mm. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. Mm. But what am I doing today to interfere with it. Mm. And I use my free will. I'm a ferocious Buddha, mm -hmm. right? I believe in surrendering to the universe, right. but I don't believe in surrendering passively today. I believe in busting my balls Absolutely. to make it happen Absolutely. by clearing away what I'm doing to interfere with that abundance. Mm. Yeah, people don't understand that concept. They have faith, but still worry. Right. And I'm like, how does that's... <laughs> Counterintuitive. Yeah, it's like, well, how does that work for you? Like, how do you have faith and worry at the same time? Right. And then have a belief in God. It's like, what? what, what it, you that? nailed it. That's the biggest yeah. construct that people have. It's yeah. like, they say they have faith, but every indication of their actions is <laughs> worry. Yeah. Yeah. worry. Guilt, yeah. well, how about that? Just worry, right? Yeah. Anxiety, guilt, resentment, offense, mm -hmm. separation, inferiority, superiority. Mm -hmm right? Greed, all of these different things are indication you don't have faith. Yeah. Why would you be offended if you believed mm -hmm. in God? Yeah. Why would you ever be, why would you be mad? Mm -hmm. Now everyone's going to spend minutes and moments in the ego-based consciousness afraid, mm -hmm. but make it minutes and moments, not the days, weeks, months, and years right. that right. most people do in hypoc hypocrisy right. saying, well, I believe in God, but I don't act like it. <laughs> but it's so a speaking, crazy statement. Yeah. yeah. I believe in God, but I don't act like it. So speaking of ego, when a lot of people become successful, their ego sort of kicks in. Do you think when you were on that rise to a hundred million, that's sort of what was your downfall, your ego? Absolutely. I think it's everyone's downfall. If I can sim simplify it, it's like, how much time are you spending in ego? Because mm -hmm. that'll be completely correlated to how much success and fulfillment, passion, purpose, and profitability you have. Mm -hmm. And so what I've learned to do is take clues from my life and determine not only fear. So there's two types of fear. Mm -hmm. There's only fear of the past and fear of the future. Mm -hmm. And so fear of the past is usually guilt and resentment. Fear of the future is worry and anxiety based. Mm. Then I look to see, okay, which one is it? Then I prescribe now today, what need do I have mm -hmm. that is fueling that fear? So we went through like the need to be separate, inferior, superior, mm -hmm. anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, right. all worried, anxious. Yeah. And once I do that, now I can just stop and remind, remember, and recollect to God mm, right. that, wait a second, if, and this is where that corollary comes in, right? Mm -hmm. If I truly have faith, then why am I resentful, guilty, worried, or anxious? Mm -hmm. If I truly had faith yeah. that there's something bigger than me that knows yeah. everything mm -hmm. and is protecting and promoting me and loves me more than my mom, because mm -hmm. that's the crux of, and this is another thing about religion, right? 99% of the religions, 99% mm -hmm. of them say, there's something bigger than you that knows everything and loves you more than, than your mom. Mm -hmm. But yet, right? You have no belief in that. Yeah. People don't believe it. And yeah. two, they separate themselves from every other religion mm. as if there's some huge difference. Yeah. Nothing at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're always like putting them against each other, right? Yeah, well, but that's for um, control and separation. Obviously, you want to kind of keep people uh, at war against mm. one another because it's easy to, to control if they're separate groups. Mm. People together is yeah. It's, that's a, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's Unification's hard. difficult yeah, to change. Yeah, very. Collective consciousness is yeah, a powerful thing. Very yeah. powerful. So why do you think you were happier when you were broke growing up with your family compared to when you had a hundred million dollar net worth? Values. So 
uh, there's three things that determine happiness and one is values. Mm -hmm. And so when, when you have nothing, my mom pressed upon me these values. And those were the values that I took stock in when my wife was going to leave me and told me I was mm -hmm. going to end up dead if I didn't take stock in who I was and mm -hmm. what I want to become. So mm -hmm. my mom pressed in me gratitude, mm -hmm. right? Gratitude was, she would send me back upstairs if I didn't have an attitude of gratitude. She said, come back down in a different mindset before you sit at this breakfast table. Right. I mm -hmm. don't want to hear why me, you know? And mm -hmm. so then it was forgiveness was another one. You know, being able to forgive myself, to be human, to learn lessons. Accountability was a big one. My mom used to just say, stop living below the line. Blame, shame, and justification. Mm -hmm. right. When you got five siblings, mm -hmm. it's easy to live in blame, shame, and justification. I grew up in a house with 11, so I understand. You get it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I've, I've put that on steroids. Like, yeah. accountability is not just that. To me, it's what did I do to attract this to myself? Mm -hmm. And what am I doing to participate in the perception of it? Most importantly, accountability says, what am I supposed to learn from it? Mm. And then finally, this idea of effective communication. My mom meant it when I was young that, hey, use the correct words to communicate with others. Mm. Right? We, we don't have to use our fists. Right? Effectively communicate mm. wh who you are and what you want right. to be. But she didn't really teach me the real effective communication is not just how we're united together and use our words to communicate that and mm -hmm. our actions, mm -hmm. feelings and beliefs. But this idea of faith, mm -hmm. I wasn't effectively communicating with God or mm -hmm. whatever you believe in, right? This source. Right, right. And so when I went back and took those four values and realized that's what created fulfillment, passion, purpose, and even fueled my profitability, mm. that no matter how much profit I had, if I wasn't living to my values, I was empty. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I felt so mm -hmm. much of the time. And it, I, it's a, when you're really wealthy or have a position of significance, like an athlete or, mm -hmm. you know, famous sports agent or media stars, whatever yeah. mm -hmm. we are, it's a glamorized stuck. Mm. And that's way worse than just a stuck. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, because people are always on you going, man, I wish I, you know, mm. I wish I was like, you're you always guys. right. You're never wrong. Yeah. It oh, sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. And so I've stuck to my values mm. and then instituted daily practices. And then now that I'm 55 years old yeah. seasoned, I actually have taken it to an execution model mm. of how am I going to execute all my mm. values and daily practices beyond just having them. Nice. So what are the daily practices you do? And these are the ones that, you know, I'd be more than happy. I send them to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm one of the few guys. I sign my book. I send it to you. I pay for the book and shipping. <laughs> so it's not a straight a street <laughs> hustle. Hey, man, I'll give you my $5 book for free if you give me $10 of shipping. Um, no, I pay for everything. Mm -hmm. But really what it's about is these five things. Number one, know what you want each day in a trajectory of what you think you want in the future. Mm -hmm but also check the meaning that you're giving the defining moments of your past, the successes, failures, mm -hmm. setbacks, mistakes, and historical references, mm -hmm. right? Like I see people all the time that are Jewish like me, mm -hmm. they'll use the Holocaust as in interference or a limitation of their future. Mm. That was, the, I get, we got to give it, That's crazy. we got to give it a, mm. a, a, a meaning, mm -hmm. but why not give it a meaning of purpose and progress, yeah. right? Not punishment. Yeah. Mm. Cause that's going to deter us. So yeah. I know every day what I want in the trajectory of where I think I want to be or better mm. and give the meaning of mm. all the lessons I've learned in the past to help me not hurt me mm. Two, know your who. This is a simple one that everyone skips. Mm -hmm. Know who you want to help mm -hmm. and who can help you. Mm -hmm. Find someone that sits in a situation and because of technology, they're easy to find today Literally. by Google or ChatGPT. <laughs> who can help me with solar? 
right? Mm -hmm. And then ask them for help because the fastest way to get to where you want to be is find someone that's already there right. asking for directions. Mm -hmm. But when you say ask for help, most people won't help. Right. So what's the strategy there? So most people will help if you can articulate quantitative value and utilize an open mind. See, what people do is they waste their time on a closed mind. Mm. And so what are the nuances of understanding mm -hmm. how we sell even, mm -hmm. let alone ask for help, mm -hmm. is we need to qualify people by if they have an open mind or not. 100% right. of the time, if someone has an open mind, they will help you or know someone that can help you. Mm. Yeah, all you gotta do is vet them. Yeah. Have a simple conversation. I'll give you my easiest yeah, yeah, yeah. one to vet someone if they have an open mind. You ready? Yeah. Are you a Cubs fan? No. No? Oh. Oh, I was gonna ask you, did you get that shirt on sale? Uh, well, no, actually, <laughs> what's, what's, what's crazy is that um, I had a brand and um, the year that they won, I knew I kind of had a feeling like they were going to win. So I designed this jersey and put history on the back because that's the first time they won a World Series. That's wow. awesome. So on the back, but open minds can explain yeah. that, right? Yeah. Not get offended, right? Yeah. Right? Or just smile at someone. They smile back. But yeah. so much time on Earth is spent with people that don't understand. Mm -hmm. Everyone has an open mind at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Some people have open minds the majority of the time. Some mm -hmm. people have closed minds the mm -hmm. majority of the time. Right. I will tell you from understanding statistics that if you can find someone with a closed mind mm -hmm. majority of the time, but you catch them when they have an open mind, it's a jackpot. You wanna know why? Because mm -hmm. I have an open mind the majority of the time, mm -hmm. which means I have tons of options, opportunities. Mm -hmm. I've t So if you ask me for help, mm -hmm. the only thing that's gonna deter me from helping you is prioritization of mm -hmm. all the people Everything that I can help. Right. Yeah. Where someone has a closed mind and you catch them when they have an open mind, then they don't have very many options. You'll be the only you're one gonna, to help Exactly, yeah. you'll be the only one. <laughs> you'll be the only so one to help this funny. idea of knowing who is really important. Yeah. The third one is to know how, mm -hmm. and that requires a lens of productivity. So when I say how, it's like, how much value can I bring to my time today in mm -hmm. the trajectory where I think I wanna be, mm -hmm. giving meaning to the past? How accessible am I mm -hmm. to others and how am I accessing what I want, receiving, mm -hmm. and the lens of gratitude that says, can I find the light, the love, and the lessons? Right. In other words, I'm dealing with open minds. So I use the third step, knowing our how, to make time a dependent variable of all my activities in the day. Mm -hmm. So activities I have planned, activities I don't have planned, I have non-negotiables of my health, my family, and a non-negotiable of studying time mm. to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful. Mm. So I teach people how to be a student of the calendar, mm -hmm. paying attention, giving intention to what I'm doing today mm -hmm. in the trajectory, what I'm saying, thinking, feeling, believing mm -hmm. in the trajectory of what I think I want. Now the first three steps allow you to have the fourth daily practice. If you know what you want, who you can help and who can help you and how to use your time, mm -hmm. you're going to know how to prioritize what you have planned and what's unexpected. Mm -hmm. right. See, prioritization is the antidote to the two biggest problems in progress. One is procrastination. You're not going to progress if you procrastinate. And two, feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. You're not going to progress if you feel overwhelmed. Right. If you know what's important to you by knowing your what, your who, and your how, when you know what's important to you, it's so easy to prioritize the now. Mm -hmm. If you know what you want to do now and next, 100% of the things you do now get done. Mm -hmm. It's the antidote to that procrastination and feeling overwhelmed. Mm. So I teach people how to prioritize their time in order to effectuate a future that they want mm. or better. And then the last step, number five, is not searching for your why, mm -hmm. not knowing your why, 
It's applying your why. Mm -hmm. So I teach in the step five, okay, I've now know my now and my next. I'm going to apply my why. So I'm not searching for more happiness, more health, more wealth, more worthiness. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, Mm -hmm. and worthy. This is what's important to me. I'm doing it. And now I'm inspired by it because I'm figuring out what I'm doing to interfere with it, Mm F-E-A-R, interfere with it by identifying the fear, Mm -hmm. prescribing the ego, Mm -hmm. and reconnecting to God or source to stay in spirit, not interference. Mm. So that's more like a mathematical way of uh, starting your day or uh, looking at it from a calendar standpoint because you kind of break it down. Very pragmatic. And yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's like, it's it's unique. How do, I mean, most people probably won't understand that. Right. <laughs> they, they, won't, they won't at all. They, they, and they would have to listen to this yeah. hundreds of times, right. which is why I still study stuff every day. I do mm. too. Yeah. Right? Because there's different... You, different lenses as you raise your elevate your awareness right. you're going to see things that are there mm-hmm. that weren't there before but they were always there right. and so when we go to five steps so what would i start with because mm-hmm. here's the lessons that i've learned from what you stated which is really 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 important number one zero to one mm-hmm. takes as much time as one to a hundred mm-hmm. it takes as much energy as one to a hundred so most people quit mm-hmm. because zero to one doesn't feel good no right but so i try to teach people okay that's a whole bunch to swallow on a podcast right. let's try to just start with zero to one and let's lower the bar right. and do that the other thing that's really important so let's just take gratitude mm-hmm. nobody on earth thinks gratitude is an impactful i think it is Everyone I've ever met, the smartest people. I I mean, I've been around like last weekend at VCon, Mm -hmm. uh, Deepak Chopra. Mm -hmm. We're talking about gratitude. I've been with Oprah, gratitude. I've been with Jack Canfield, Mm -hmm. wrote a book with him, gratitude. But here's the interesting thing. There's nothing simpler to do than to say thank thank you. It's free, Mm -hmm. takes (laughs) 0.1 seconds, but it has all this impact on your life. Why is it that we can't get people to say thank you? I'll tell you. The simple things to do are unfortunately simple not to do. Mm. So what I teach people to mm. do, even in the context of the you don't five feel like it's practice. a sense of entitlement though, and, and for could for, be for certain people, and then for sure. like you said, like you're able to take accountability, but some people lack accountability. Mm. So we live in a time now. There's more narcissists now. Well, people who exude narcissistic traits than ever just because they feel like they don't have to apologize they don't have to acknowledge which is gratitude and they Mm. don't and they can they're they're i feel like they're obligated to whatever it is which is entitlement absolutely right it's one of the the predominant factors of why people aren't gracious right because they feel entitled and they're still searching for more Mm -hmm. and Yet, if we can raise our awareness to the really easy things to do, mm-hmm. to make sure we do those first, to have non-negotiables, right. we'll have the most impact. Because there's three characteristics of behavior. Mm-hmm. There's three characteristics of energy, and there's three characteristics of money, which is an energy. Mm-hmm. And they're all the same. Behaviors aggregate on themselves mm-hmm. so that they track more of the same So if you have a good behavior like gratitude, you're gonna attract more gracious people. People, yeah. They also have an exponential outcome. Mm-hmm. So instead of if I'm a, a one in gratitude, I'm not going to be one more the next day. I go from one to two to four to eight to mm-hmm. 16. That's mm-hmm. how the hockey stick happens in life. Yeah. And then the best thing about 
the energy behavior and of course money is it also accelerates mm -hmm. which is great alignment with human nature because we like instant gratification mm -hmm. so if we're doing what we're supposed to do but we're not seeing the outcome we're more likely to quit mm -hmm. and here's the interesting thing if we're doing what we're not supposed to do like smoking drinking doing mm -hmm. things that hurt us eating bad foods it has the same thing it's aggregating, compounding, and accelerating. Mm. So you sit there and go, I've been smoking for 19 years. And then you're surprised you get <laughs> yeah. cancer in the 20th year. Right. right. Now you're asking God How many why? people do you see like that, right? <laughs> a lot of them. Compound effect. Yeah. It's yeah. like, then they try to heal themselves after that much time. But it's like, you got to heal 19 years of damage. Right. Right. And instead of mm -hmm. gaining from 19 years of good behavior. Right. Right. Right, and wondering why I don't get sick when COVID happens. Yeah, yeah live an extra 10 years or extra 15 years. Of quality bad. life. Yeah, absolutely. Do you believe in that, that quote, 1% better every day? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I study Einstein for that reading. The rule of 72 mm -hmm. shows you the outcome of 1% better every day. Mm -hmm. That allows you every 72 of the same segment. So as much time as it takes you to get 1% better, if it takes you a day, it would be 72 days till you double where you're at mm -hmm. because of the compounding nature and wow. exponentiality. Mm -hmm. So it's called the rule of 72, which is the outcome of 1% better. Mm. And so I also use time as that dependent variable. Mm -hmm. So if I'm 1% better in a week mm -hmm. and I can get to 1% better in six days, mm -hmm. then five days, mm -hmm. now I'm effectuating an outcome even faster, wow. but still getting the exponential result. So yeah. how, do you, how, how do you make it a priority to improve 1% better every day. Like what, what, what did you do this morning that made you 1% better so first, this morning than yesterday morning? First, you have to have your non-negotiables. Right. So, and I use time. So I spend a minimum of an hour a day on my health because that's the most important 1% better. Right. For, because that's a fact that is. And, and, I, and look, it took me years to figure this out because I always thought family first. Mm -hmm. And I asked my wife, when I rebounded from losing everything, over $100 million, made it back, mm -hmm. I went to my wife, who's my savior, my best friend, mm -hmm. uh, the smartest thing I've ever done. I said, hey, I would not be alive but for you telling me the truth. Mm -hmm. What can I do for you? And she said, I'll buy you anything. I'll do anything mm -hmm. for you. She said, you need to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she said, because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to take care of all those people that you're promising to take care of and you want to take care of. So I made that with time, minimum an hour a day on my health. Mm. Then came my family. So I spend a minimum of 30 minutes a day with my wife, minimum of 30 minutes a day, no matter where I am in the world, with my son, minimum of two minutes a day with my three daughters who are 24, 21, and 19. Mm. Sure. And, Two minutes? Yeah, minimum. Minimum. Oh. <laughs> People get pissed at me on the internet. They're like, dude, you only spent two minutes. With I was like, first of all, <laughs> two minutes. Exactly. Said, 30 minutes with my son, two minutes with my daughter. Exactly. Can't take that shit. Exactly. No, but seriously, I asked for five minimum. They only said, no, two's enough. I'm wow. not saying you. Oh, it's them saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's minimum of two because I, it has to be every day yeah. to get the 1% better. Okay. Then, how about this one? This is the most powerful. You guys are young enough. Mm. Your moms are going to call me and thank me. And mm. I'm not joking. They probably will. Here's the best piece of advice I give people. I spend a minimum of a minute a day, mm -hmm. every day, telling my mom four things. Mm -hmm. I'm healthy, I'm happy, mm -hmm. I love her, and I appreciate her. Mm. That has healed my relationship so much with my mom. She doesn't make me drive an hour to go fix a screen door anymore to prove those four things. Mm -hmm. 
I reinforce it every day. Does that mean I didn't spend eight hours with her mm -hmm. this weekend because it was my daughter's graduation? Of course I did. Mm -hmm. But I don't miss a day because I don't want to lose out on that exponentiality mm -hmm. of one, two, four, eight, sixteen. Yeah. Wow. So time and non-negotiables. Then this is a weird one for most people to understand. Mm -hmm. The next non-negotiable is me studying my time. Mm -hmm being very intentional about the activity I plan, don't have plan, the activity I get paid for, activity I don't get paid for, and my sleep. I've had a sleep coach for 17 years. Mm. Wow. I don't understand how people can go to bed at night and wake up tired in the morning. Mm. That's like if we go out to eat after this and we like pick out an In-N-Out burger and then you guys look at me and go, dude, I'm starving. We would question what just happened. Yeah, right. But nobody questions on earth that they go to bed and wake up tired. Mm -hmm. So I got a coach to say a third of my life, I'm gonna be productive and accessible and recover correctly mm -hmm. so that when I wake up, I'm not living like a tube, food in, food out every day. Mm -hmm. I'm plateauing and growing 1% yeah. through using time and non-negotiables mm -hmm. and then executing on the rest of the time by studying time. Mm. Well, what are your non-negotiables when it comes to people? Like, Easy. what's the type of people you don't deal with? Mm. Well, I believe your frequency is your neighborhood, and yeah. this is the biggest mistake that I made beyond asking for help when I lost everything, yeah. is that I have a spectrum of evaluation because you only have so much time. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm spending time with the people most relative to me, right. like my wife, mm -hmm. my kids, and my, my mom, but I also spend a minimum of 10 minutes a day reaching out to people I haven't seen in a long time. Mm. And then I also have a spectrum of feeding. Mm. And this is the one where I was bled by so many people. Mm. And so I evaluate a relationship by, okay, the more you feed me, mm. the more time I'll spend feeding you. Mm -hmm. And I let people who bleed me fall away mm -hmm. or even fire them from my life. Wow. My wife taught me this when I was said, a wreck. Fire them from my life. And this is how I fired them. I had three friends from childhood yeah. that took me to strip clubs. I would do drugs with them, drink mm. with them, party till five in the morning, be around bad shit all mm. the time. You and did so, drugs? Yeah. Wow, y'all, I can't even you tell. Imagine. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I stopped doing it I thanks to my wife. Yeah. So, yeah, so I would party all the time in mm -hmm. my 30s, mm -hmm. lost and empty. So my wife said, you know, look, you, you got to take stock in who you are or you're going to end up dead. Oh, so okay. when I was wanting to, to mm. you know, move forward in my marriage and my life, my wife said, you're going to have to fire these three people from your life. Wow. And so I went out and I, your childhood friends, I said, hey, brother, this has nothing to do with you. This has to do with me. I don't like who I am when I'm with you. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I can't be around you because I care so much about you that I want to please you mm -hmm. and I don't want to be around mm -hmm. what it takes to please you because mm. you're bleeding me, mm. right? You're like bleeding my whole life. So I have re-transformed my entire collective consciousness mm -hmm. to people at the highest vibration instead of surrounding myself with the wrong people and the wrong Low ideas. Low vibrating people. Right, man. I'm around Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, John Asaroff, like world thought leaders. Mm. Sadhguru is a mentor of mine. If you guys know Sadhguru yeah. is fire. Yeah. Fire, man. Yeah. We're going to tour Australia together That's and powerful. speak. But like my life changed because I surrounded myself. Mm -hmm. My neighborhood's completely different. Here's the analogy that you guys will get. Mm -hmm. My old life was like sitting at the projects where mm -hmm. I was born mm -hmm. in Akron, Ohio, mm -hmm. on a lawn chair, drinking a Colt 45, mm -hmm. doing a bump, mm -hmm. and looking at my best friend going, dude. And I had great ideas, right? Man, you know, I 
Uber. I got a gig economy idea. We'll have shared transportation. And the guy's like, dude, that's a great idea. And drink more. <laughs> that's when you're surrounded with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. That's what happens to inspiration. Whereas now I live in the luxury gated community mm -hmm. where I'm sitting at a, a inspired bench, every day, right? And looking at my friend next to me going, dude, I, I want to start this company. Oh, can I give 10 million? <laughs> you know how much easier it is to <laughs> start a company? Yeah. yeah, because my frequency is my neighborhood yeah, right. and I'm at the elevated neighborhood with people yeah. who feed me mm -hmm. and I can do things. We're limited by the people and ideas that yeah. we surround ourselves with. Wow. People don't understand I'm suffocated by negative energy. Yeah, it's such a powerful message. David, it's been an honor having you. I've learned a lot. I'm sure Wayne yeah, has as well. Sure. Both of you guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah that was you. great. Appreciate Any you. closing comments for the crowd? Real, real simple ones. Well, one, please reach out to me. I'm happy to for your community to give those books, guides, exercises. Mm -hmm. So put my email in the, in the notes, david at dmeltzer.com. But these are the two valuable lessons I tell everyone. Number one, be more interested than interesting. Mm. Too many people are trying to be interesting. They're standing in front of cars they don't own. They're, they're taking snapshots that are even better than the real <laughs> moments of the real life. <laughs> Stop trying to be interesting. Right. Be interested. Mm -hmm. Learn from everything. And then most importantly, be kind to your future self. Mm -hmm. Do good deeds. One of those simple things that'll change your life. I promise you, if you're feeling anxious, frustrated, angry, if you're feeling lonely, just go do something for someone else. It will heal immediately. Wow. wow. I appreciate the opportunity to be here, both of you. And I look forward to having you on more of my shows. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Just Wait. like that. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at The Creator. Digital Social Hour. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.